Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Jets. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary. I'm going to be hanging out with you. And I am very excited to get into yet another episode of this lovely, lovely program that we call Just Jets. It's a podcast we've done now 192 times. It's a lot of episodes. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me for 192 episodes. That's a lot of fun. We're going to hop into two narratives the Jets have to kill. We got post bye week struggles and some SOJ narratives, and I'll explain what that means momentarily, and your voicemails. But before that, gentlemen across the nation, I have an urgent message for you. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. The brand that took your balls to space is now launching them into the Ultrasphere, introducing the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, featuring a new cutting-edge design and next-generation dual-skin-safe blade heads for different shaves. It's pretty much a spaceship to take your boys downstairs to the next level. Join the 9 million men. That's right. 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the brand new lawnmower 5.0 Ultra by going to manscaped.com. Pick it up. Use my promo code JETS20. That is J-E-T-S-2-0 for 20% off and free shipping. High tech for low prices. That's our friends over at Manscaped. So be sure to check that out. All right. I am excited to hop into today's episode and get into a bunch of things with this team as we are now post bye week. We are heading into Giants week. More on that in a little bit. But I want to start with specifically something just absolutely that shook me to my core when I saw this statistic. But the New York Jets after the bye are horrific, horrific in the week that they return. Now, I want to make this clear that just because something has happened in the past does not mean it is necessarily going to translate in the future. A few things jump out to me. One, coaches change, so it's hard to hold habits that other coaches have you know, had to this coaching regime and, and things like that. But moral of the story, we'll just look at the last 10 years. You can go back further. It doesn't get much prettier. But in the last 10 years, 1-9 and nine in the week coming out of the bye. Their last win, though, against an NFC East opponent was in 2015 against the Washington, then Redskins, now Commanders. And that was the last time the Jets won coming out of the bye. That was the last time the Jets had a winning record, finished their season with a winning record. So maybe things will change this go around. And specifically in the Robert Sala era, which I think that is the one that we have to really, really focus in on. And I know it's kind of fun to go back and look and be like, oh, well, this is something that this team has struggled with for a long time now, going back to... 15 years ago. Well, Salah's been here for three, so I don't know how that's on him. And this quarterback has been here for three, so I don't know how that's on him. But I understand that, you know, history gets roped together, but, you know, not necessarily always the the wisest uh, of things to do. But with the New York Jets so far, they've had two very different stories coming out of the bye. Two very, very different stories. One was a... 54 to 13 loss to the New England Patriots uh, in New England. They both times happened up in New England. So if you didn't remember what the last time the Jets did out of the bye last year, well, unfortunately, you're now you know rem- reminded of that, unfortunately. But so one time was a game where their rookie quarterback got injured. Mike White had to come in and threw a bunch of interceptions. Um, 
and didn't play. The the Jets' defense was horrific at this point. They were giving up points on left and right. They were really, really, really bad. They were a really, really bad unit in 2021. A 54-13 game. Next time around in 2022, you have a second-year quarterback. You're coming out of a bye and a really nice win, a, a, a win uh, that was a surprise, a, a game against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and then you go into the bye, feeling pretty good. All right, you know you're you're back on track after you know the week prior to that. You you had a three interception performance against the Pats, and you're like, all right, well he bounced back. Zach bounced back a little bit against Buffalo. You know he played a clean game. That's a good sign. Okay, bye week refresh. Great. All right, going into this New England game, and they lose ten to three in what was probably uh, on a very short list of Jet games that will stand out in my memory for way, way too long. That was one that sets back the sport decades, right? Like 3-3 going into essentially the final play of the game where you get a walk-off punt return for a touchdown. Horrible, 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 horrible. Braden Man stunk in that game with that punt. Uh, and thank you, Thomas Morstead, for, for being an upgrade. But also, more importantly, Zach Wilson, was terrible. He was really bad in that game. And he didn't have an interception. I get that. But threw for 77 yards and completed. Had a completion percentage under 50%. It was in the 40s. He was really, really bad. So what version are you going to get this go around? That is the key, right? We're trying. We're all trying to figure out what version of the New York Jets are you going to get coming out of the bye week? Is it going to be a huge letdown game like it was up in New England two years ago? Is it going to be a frustrating loss? Or is it going to be something completely different uh, and a nice performance coming out of the bye? And in his press conference on Monday, uh, Robert Salas spoke about keeping the guys you know, engaged and they're going to try to do some things a little bit different this year out of the bye. But they need to get this thing back on track because... Coming out of the bye. And again, I know every single year is different. And believe me, I have much more confidence coming out of this game, uh, out of the bye week than I have in years gone by. Maybe not last year. I thought last year's Jets team, they should have come out of the bye and, and won that game in New England. And if you know they had average quarterback play, I'm sure they win that game going away. But it, it, it does feel like now would be the perfect time to end that narrative. We've been a terrible team against the bye. No one uh, coming out of the bye. Nobody expected us to do anything this year. We're three and three. After Aaron Rodgers goes down, I should rephrase that. After Aaron Rodgers goes down, nobody expected us to do anything. Thought another year, we're going to go four and 13, six and 11, and it's just going to be a wasted season because they don't have a quarterback. Prove them wrong. Let's go out there and prove it against a, a New York Giants opponent that really. I know they won against the Washington Commanders, and the main takeaway here is how much their defense has improved. And that's kind of what I want to get into in this topic, in the second topic before we do your voicemails, is ending a same old Jets narrative because too many times, right? Like these expectations get built up, and then you get you're going up, 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 and then it comes crashing down. And whether it's sports talk radio in New York or Giants fans, so I've seen a lot of people saying that this is going to be a same old Jets moment. You know, everyone thinks they should win. 
They're playing the lonely, the lowly Giants, who are two and five. You know, they're uh, coming off a big win over the Eagles, and now they're talking about, you know, uh, you're going to be a playoff team this year, and you come out and lay an egg and lose to your crosstown rival in the New York Giants. That cannot happen. It can, and that's not to discredit the Giants because I do think that there's a path where the Giants can win this game. The Jets are a three-point favorite. Spoiler alert for, for the week. I I do think the Jets win this game. I think it's a close game. I think it's a one-score game. I don't think the Jets or the Giants, for that matter, are going to run away with this. So the Jets are not built to run away from teams. They are going to play tight, low-scoring games because they play defense, they run the football, and they have a game manager quarterback. That's just how this team is built right now. But you have to go in there and find a way to win, whether it's against Tyrod Taylor or Daniel Jones, whether Andrew Thomas plays or he doesn't play. None of that excess stuff matters. The reality is this is a team that is two and five that in their second win of the season, their two wins so far this year, that one was a crazy comeback in the second half against the Arizona Cardinals team in which a game that Daniel Jones looked really good in the second half and a 14 to seven win against the Washington commanders. And they're playing a quarterback who gets sacked significantly more than anybody else. Cause he holds onto the ball. You thought Zach Wilson held onto the ball for a long time. Sam Howell also holds onto the ball for an eternity. And granted, Sam Howell's made some big plays. He's a very frustrating quarterback. It's almost Ryan Fitzpatrick esque. He does some things and has some games where he looks really good and okay, maybe there's something here. And then he has games where he doesn't look so great. Uh, and you, you know, it's, it is what it is with a young quarterback and I guess a gunslinger mentality. I would guess I would say the same Howell's a gunslinger, but it's, it was a really good recipe for the giants defensively this past week in this game against Sam Howell and the Washington commanders, because he holds on to the ball for a long time. They got a bunch of sacks and that Washington offense couldn't do anything. Now, you would expect Wink Martindale is going to dial up the blitz against Zach Wilson. But as I did in my video yesterday, there's been some stats and some signs that Zach Wilson's been a little bit better under pressure this year. He doesn't rank last in so many key categories like adjusted completion percentage, or he doesn't like rank last in turnover-worthy plays. He actually ranks in the top 10 in both of those while facing pressure. Now, granted, his time to throw is still a little bit too high, uh, but he has he's avoided making that catastrophic mistake. So if you could get the ball out quick, that would be my game plan if I'm Nathaniel Hackett in the passing attack. Like Obviously, I think it's going to be a big Brees Hall day. That's what my main focus would be on is running the football. I think that's how you beat this Giants team. But you know, even still, if you're a ga- your game plan is a heavy Brees Hall usage, you're still going to need your quarterback to throw the ball, what, 25 times? And on those 25 dropbacks, I would have a similar game plan that they had against the Eagles where they're running a lot of slants. Alan Lazard, Garrett Wilson, drop back, get the ball out. Eagles is a good example of a team that gets after the quarterback. They have a great, great, great defensive line. And Zach Wilson did enough in that game where he wasn't amazing. He he wasn't. He wasn't horrific. He completed, what, 55% of his passes and didn't turn the ball over. If he does something similar in this game, you're probably going to win. I hope he does even better in this game because I don't think the the Giants' defense, although improving, is at the level of what the Philadelphia Eagles' defense is. But 
you know, there, there's a really big spot here for this quarterback, this coach, and this organization to just say, you know, we're not the same old team. Like, we're not going to be struggling the week out of the bye. We're not going to collapse like we did last year. Our quarterback's not going to fold. Zach Wilson is not going to fold under the pressure. We're going to come out and show that this year is different. And why not? And again, like, you, the Giants are not as good as the Jets on paper right now. They're a 2-5 and five team going up against a team that's 3-3. Three and three. Like, there's no excuse. If the Jets lose this game, that is really, really bad for them. It is really bad, and I get it. The Giants are a desperate team, and they are playing a little bit better recently. They are, and their defense is improving and looking really good in a strong suit, but still, that's a very, very poor offensive line. They have a ton of injuries on that offensive line, and the strength of this Jets team is their pass rush. Get home and wreak havoc. You're going to have to have a big game like that from your defensive line. It That, to me, is what's setting up perfectly for the Jets in this game is that they are going to have to, their defensive line is going to have to come alive. And I think they can, and they're hopefully getting sauce Gardner and DJ Reed back more on that later in the week. We'll find out they're still as of Monday, we're in concussion protocol. We'll again, we'll have more information as the week goes on, if they'll be good to go or not. But again, I don't want to hear any excuses. If they were to lose this game would be, ah, well, you know, uh, you know that's a good defense. You know the Giants' defense is improving. You know they're they're hot a hot team right now. They played well in Buffalo and they, you know, beat a division opponent at home. I I don't want to hear that. If the Jets lose this game, it's it's totally on them because they are a better football team, and it would be that they were being playing down to their opponent, and that would be a major major red flag for the rest of the year. And you got to take it one game at a time. I understand that. I. You know, they have the the Giants and then the Charger game that we'll be at. So if you don't know, by the way, TalkingJets.com. Myself, Ryan Greenbean, will be at the Jets-Chargers game Monday Night Football with Tailgate Joe before the game. Limited tickets available still at this point. And then a game against the Raiders. These are three very, very winnable games. And if you can win these games and set yourself up against two key games in the division against Buffalo and then Miami like you're you're still very much alive in the mix as crazy as that might sound you're in the mix in the AFC East you're a game and a half out of first place you're a half a game back from the Buffalo Bills it starts this week you have to take care of of business this week but if we want to have the conversations about this team being a playoff team which I think we do because I think this team is talented enough to have a you know to be a to be a playoff team, and I do think that they have the capability to get to that point. It starts now, and that's really the point that I wanted to make here is that you have to kill these two narratives to and make it start now. You can't be that bad team coming out of the bye. You can't fall apart in the second half, and you can't go oh well you know typical Jets they they lost this game oh well. F that. Seriously. This is a better team than what we have seen from in the past. And I, for one, really hope that that changes for this team going forward. Let's get into your voicemails on this lovely program. We are going to start things off. We'll go out to Seattle where Matt is calling in and he wants to talk about Zach Wilson and he wants to talk about the Giants game. Hey, Matt. It's Matt from Seattle. What's up, dude? I just want to say... How about Zach Wilson, huh? 
This guy last year couldn't even complete a pass five yards down the field. Now we just need we need Nathaniel Hackett to let this guy rip it because he is making some throws. He's got some confidence. We got weapons. We just got to let this man cook a little bit more, don't you think? I hope you're enjoying the bye. Uh, Thank you. I go was. Jets. Looking forward to absolutely dogging the Giants coming out of the bye. That's all I got. Have a good one, man. I don't know if I'm going to say dogging the Giants. I think the Jets should, as I just said, I think they should beat the Giants. They're going to play this team. They're going to play this team tight. They're going to play all their their games tight. I think it's going to be. I don't know what the what the line is for the point total in this game. Uh, just Giants point total. Because I would think the under would be the the way to go. Um, that that would be my feeling on it. It's thirty six and a half. I I feel I definitely would feel like the under is the is the play here. I think you're looking at a nineteen to ten game, something like that. I don't see the Giants' offense doing very much because, you know, they just haven't yet this year. Um, with they now they have looked a little bit better with Tyrod Taylor, and I, I like Tyrod. If you followed me for a long time, you know that I'm a big Tyrod Taylor supporter. But this is they've scored zero, thirty one in a win. 12, 3, 16, and you had a pick six in that game, in the 16, mind you, 9, and 14. So they've struggled to score points and are playing a, a, a good defense. Now, the Jets struggled to score points, so I'm not going to say that this is going to be a 30 to 10 game. No, I don't see it that way. 19, 10, 20 to 16. Maybe something like that. I, I think we're going to be looking at a low-scoring game. But as for Zach Wilson, yeah, he has looked more confident, and the accuracy is improved. If you look at, you know, he's middle of the pack in most of the, you know, adjusted completion percentage stuff, which factors in things like drops, which have been a factor for this team, unfortunately. Randall Cobb dropping forty percent of the passes thrown his way right now. Um, Alan Lazard had a bad drop in this game most recently against the Philadelphia Eagles. Frustrating stuff, but happens and something that you know a quarterback has to has to deal with but um for for Zach yeah I, I think you know you have to take in this game against the Eagles they took that deep shot to Garrett Wilson he's someone who I think needs double digit targets in a game Tyler Conklin's been someone who's been productive for them the last few weeks I think you know he probably they don't have a phenomenal number two wide receiver option I like Alan Lazard I think he's a pro uh, but outside of that Randall Cobb is a shell of himself. They have a UDFA and Xavier Gibson. And, you know, I think Tyler Conklin and Jeremy Rucker get them involved and get Brees freaking Hall involved in the passing attack. And you might be onto something here. It might not matter that your wide receiver core is probably below average because you ha you're getting the tight ends involved and you're getting the running backs involved. But uh, yeah, I, I think if you're Nathaniel Hackett, you know, continue to be aggressive on, on, especially on early downs. They threw the ball more on early downs against Philly than they have in past weeks. And I think their best game plans offensively have been against the chiefs and against the Eagles where they were more aggressive on early downs. I think that's the key. Let's next go to James in Jersey. He wants to talk about the final record. What do you think the final record is going to be? Yo, Matt, James from Brick, New Jersey. Um, What's up, man? A couple man? things I wanted to get into with you. Uh, first off, I wanted to hear what you think the final record uh, of the Jets season is going to end up being. Uh, personally, I would have to go with 10-6, and six, which, I mean, you know, granted, everything that we've been through, I think, would, would be a really solid 
season, we probably still uh, still find our way into the playoffs. And uh, you never know from there. Maybe Rodgers comes back, and uh, yeah, we'll see. And and uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention with the trade deadline coming up, um, I know in the off season we were looking at. Uh, ben Jones, the center from the Titans. Uh, I haven't heard anything on him. I don't know if he signed with another team, if he retired, or if he's still available. But um, I know with the Pittman injury, um, we're definitely going to need some help on the interior O-line. So, uh, you know, if, if he's still out there, that, that'd be a guy that I would like to, uh, you know, possibly inquire about. But let me know your thoughts. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, a uh, couple things. So on the final record, uh, I think the Jets go ten and seven. Um, I think they, the four games that I think they lose, I think they lose in Buffalo. I'm giving them two losses against Miami, but maybe they split with Miami. I have on the road in Cleveland on a short week as a loss. Those are the four. Maybe you swap out one of the Miami ones, and then they lose to. Houston or Atlanta, like a, a game you don't expect them to lose, they drop because maybe that's more realistic, right? Because it's the NFL. You beat teams you're not supposed to beat. You lose teams. You lose to teams you're not supposed to lose to. Uh, but I think when it's all said and done, I think they land on ten and seven, uh, which would be really nice for this team if if they could find a find a way to to do that and go seven and four down the stretch here in the second half of their season. I I think that would be massive for this team, and I think you know schedule lines up for. A real shot to do that. And who knows? Maybe it's higher than that. And honestly, when you look at the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills schedule, 11 and 6 might be enough to win this division. Miami Dolphins have a tough schedule the rest of the way. They have Philadelphia. Uh, excuse me. They've just played Philadelphia. They lost to drop 5 and 2. They have New England, who they play tough. So maybe we toss out New England. But they have Kansas City before going into the bye. Out of the bye, uh, at home against Vegas. The Jets at Washington versus Tennessee uh, against the Jets, and then they close out the season with Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo. That last four games is really tough. Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, Buffalo. That's four teams who are probably playoff teams. I'm not saying they're going to lose all those games, but you know there, there's games where they can lose in that stretch. And Kansas City is, is a team that I would expect Kansas City to um to, to beat the uh, Miami Dolphins, I would I would think I think it would be a good game, an explosive game. But I like the Chiefs defense more than I like the Miami Dolphins defense. Um, and then as for Buffalo, I mean that's another team that's is not easy. They have a short week this week against Tampa Bay. I think they probably bounce back, but on the road against Cincinnati, against Denver, they have the Jets again, then the Eagles. Then their late bye week in week 13. It's at the Eagles, by the way. But week 11, home against the Jets. Week 12, at Philadelphia. Bye week. Then at Kansas City versus Dallas. At the Chargers versus New England. And at Miami. So that's a really tough stretch. The, The Jets got a lot of their tougher games out of the way in the start. Where Buffalo and... Miami, specifically Miami, they have had a much easier start to their season. So uh, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for for those teams. So I do think the Jets would be alive in the potential AFC East. 
I really, I, I really do. Let's go to Constantine up next. He's calling in from Pennsylvania, and he wants to go over the upcoming schedule. Cool, let's do it. Hey, Maddie, my brother. It's Constantine from PA. What's up, man? Just wanted to kind of chime in. Uh, right now we're on a bye week, and that's good for our team. It's going to give some guys time to heal, uh, give us some uh, perspective on how we're going to approach the rest of the season. Um I'm thinking we got the Giants next. We should take care of business with them. Uh, the Chargers, I don't know. What do you think? I haven't really seen much from Herbert this year, and I think he's going to be running for his life when it comes to that Jet defense coming after him. So I'm not expecting much from them either. Uh, the Raiders are a total shit show. Uh, Devontae Adams doesn't even want to play for them anymore. So we could be looking at a possible three-game winning streak. Yeah. Now, going into Buffalo, again, I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to pause for a second. What is there to be afraid of? Ooh. Buffalo has shown that there's a lot of chinks in their armor and that their record's 4-3. and three. Uh, When we beat the Giants, we'll be 4-3. and three. So I guess what it comes down to is when we play the Dolphins on November 24th, that might be for the division. That might be who's going to take the crown in the AFC East. Now, I want to be optimistic and I want to be fair. And I want to say that what if this scenario plays out that, okay, we get that three-game winning streak, we beat Buffalo, we play Miami, we beat them, we win a division, and all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers is on his way back. It's almost like uh, the hero comes to town riding on that horse. I like that. Ready to gunsling and clean it up. So I'm looking very optimistic about the rest of our season. And I think I have to give some more credit to Zach. Is this the same the Constantine? Able to hold it up. I just hope he can continue to do so. I'm not asking him to do too much. But please, please, let's address the red zone. Yeah. No, what do you okay. say? We get in the red zone. Let's get 50% output out of that red zone. Let's get at least 50% of our red zone possessions, either touchdowns or field goals. Let's get points out of them. Let's not just walk away empty-handed. And I think we're going to do good. So to you, my brother... Thank you for everything you do for us. Us Jet fans love you. Thank you. The diehards appreciate you. And once again, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 let's. Oh, the go got cut off. He said let's. And I was waiting for the go. And he got cut off at the end. But who is that positive man? And what have you done with Constantine? Uh, I, I like that positivity coming out of the bye. I appreciate that positivity. Uh, coming out of the bye. Uh, the Jets do have Miami again, though, on December 17th. So they uh, that's on the road in Miami. But November 24th will be a big game. I, I think Week 12 is still way too early to say for the division. Unless you meant for the division lead at that time, it's po certainly possible that that could be the case. But we, I went through the schedules a little bit. There's, there's some tough games remaining. Uh, Miami still has to play Kansas City, the Jets twice, Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo again. 
That's six tough games there. Again, not saying they're going to lose all six games. I think that's incredibly unrealistic, but that's a tough six-game stretch no matter how you slice it. Uh, and the Buffalo Bills have uh, Cincinnati, who seems like they're getting right, the Jets, Eagles, Kansas City, Dallas, and Miami. Again, the closeout. And that's six games. So I don't know if the Jets have six more tough, tough games left. I'm not saying they're going to only lose, you know, the three tough games that they have remaining. They're probably going to drop other games. But Jets' tough games that I would put in is the two against Miami, one more against Buffalo, the game against Cleveland. Those are the Jets' four toughest games left remaining on the schedule. They could do some damage. I hope they do. That would be really, really exciting. Really exciting stuff. Let's go to Joe in Oceanside. And thanks again, Constantine, for the positivity and the love at the end. I appreciate it. Joe in Oceanside wants to talk red zone. All right, this is a popular one. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Joe from Oceanside, Long Island. Listen, I want to talk about um, the Jets' red zone efficiency. Sure. So here's my thought, right? The Jets, um, the the... Their worst struggle is obviously in the end zone, right? The red zone. And we know clearly by watching the tape that um, the main reason is that Zach Wilson is having trouble reading the APA, reading the progressions. Um, he's only looking at the first read, obviously. He's, he's releasing the ball too quick. Um, and he's not given time for the plays to happen. So... Why don't the Jets introduce a red zone package, okay. just like teams do with a gold line package, just like teams do with a third down package, like the Eagles with the tush push? Why don't the Jets, once the ball reaches the opponent's 20-yard line, they bring in a red zone package, they take Zach Wilson out, they bring in either Boyle or Trevor Simeon, whoever can read the field better and execute the plays. These next three games are critical for the Jets. Okay, against the Giants, against the Chargers, and against the Raiders. If we win these three games, we are putting ourselves in great position for playoffs and also possibly to win the division. Egos have to go aside. You hear the Jets say it all the time about a team is first, what's ever better for the the, uh, the the team as a whole. Well, this is this is what's going to help the team. You tell Zach Wilson, we're not going to go out and make a trade for quarterback. You're our guy, but we're going to install this red zone package. We're going to take this pressure off of you. We want to we want to score touchdowns, not three points. Anyway, that's my thought. I'd love to hear what you say, what you think about it, and always go Jets. And uh, sign off. Bye. Thank you. Um, you had me in the first half of, I, I think, maybe getting more creative in the red zone. For instance, something we saw Mike LaFleur do well. With the Jets' red zone struggles, they would get, some end rounds. Uh, you had the Braxton Berrios touchdown pass to Zach Wilson against Pittsburgh. Um, 
I like if you want to do stuff like that, maybe it's an Xavier Gibson touch, it's a screen pass to Garrett Wilson, it's um, you know direct snap to Brees Hall, it's Brees Hall lined up as a wide receiver. Um, I don't think taking Zach Wilson out of the game is the best way to give him confidence in that spot. Be like, hey, like you're good twenty to twenty, but inside the twenty, no good. I understand the red zone has to get better. Right now, they are last in the NFL, 29.4% uh, in, in touchdowns when in the red zone. The Miami's the best at 77.8%. League average is 54.5%. If the Jets can get to, I don't know, closer to 50 that would be ideal. Right now, they are just really, really, really bad. They're better at home. At home, they're 45%. On the road is 0%. Not good. Obviously not good. Uh, that's going to have to change. I think you get a little bit more creative maybe, and that is definitely a creative idea, but I don't think that is the way to go about it. Pulling the quarterback to to then put Trevor Simeon in and then or Tim Boyle in for inside the 20. I'm going to pass on that one. Let's go to Billy Bilstein, legend. Hello, Matthew O'Leary. This is Billy Bilstein. Hello, Billy. Or Bill Stein, depending on your accent and other cultural things. Uh, Matt O'Leary, I want to tell you that this is a victory week for us. Now, let me explain this so you can understand it. Because the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots beat the Buffalo Bills. This is all good for the Jets as far as the division race and possibly a wild card. You see, because they lost, we're closer to them in record now. If we win our games, we can now win the division. So it helps us that they lost those games. That's we true. still play Miami twice and Buffalo. I think we can beat Buffalo. I really do, Matthew O'Leary. And I think that if we split against Miami, we have a real opportunity to win the division. What do you think? Fine. Awkward to end these calls. <laughs> uh, Billy, classic. Um, I do think that. Look, I, I think the Jets are going to go ten and seven, but I think eleven wins probably gets you the division, uh, or at least a tie. I, I, I don't. I think with some of the Bills' struggles um, and Miami with a tough schedule, I, I don't think either one of those teams are going to go on some run and be a. 14 and 3 or 13 and 4 team. Um they're 
they're both good teams and are both teams that I think are going to end up in the playoffs this year. But I, I do think the Jets are in the mix for the division. And I do think that the Jets can hang with any one of those teams. With any team remaining on the Jets' schedule, you feel like they can hang with them because of how good that defense is. That's not to say they're going to beat every single team that they play. That is completely unrealistic. Um, but there are they are winnable games. There is a path to victory against those teams. So the Jets did it already against Buffalo in Week 1. They played them tough up in Buffalo last year. There is no... Matt Milano, who absolutely kills the Jets. He kills everybody, but specifically the Jets, it feels like. They're banged up in the secondary. Now, Miami's getting some reinforcements back, which is which is a good thing, but there, there's we'll see how the Jets can handle that explosive offense. And we saw a really good physical defensive line do some damage against the, that unit, and hopefully they'd be able to do it again, the, the, the Jets being that. And I'll, t- I'll take a split with Miami. Absolutely. Sign me up. Just get to just make the, find a way to make the playoffs. That's that's my goal. We're going to close out. We're going to go to PG from Long Island. Wants to talk about this being a litmus test for the Jets. Hello, Matt. How are you? PG from Long Island. Good, uh, good. Coming off the bye week. Uh, just I'm looking at this giant game as a real kind of a test, kind of a, you know, see where we are as a team. The Giants, as bad as it played, uh, they have a very good defense that's coming alive. So this is going to be a good test to see how our offense can stack up. I think it's going to be a, a, a good test for the coaches. I think we're a more talented team. But again, Giants really have nothing to lose. Uh, more pressure on the Jets. I think that it's going to come down to turnovers, which it always does, but also coaching. And I'm interested to see what the Jets do out of the bye week. Do you get more touches for, you know, um, Gibson? Do you get more touches for Rucker? Do you get uh, a little more creative players? Kind of a hate to hop on the same theme with um, the offensive coordinator and Hackett. But really, this is not a give me game. It's a game we should win. But it's, again, I feel a good test kind of a witness test to see where we are as a team and as an organization. want to get your thoughts on that. All right. Yep. Thanks, uh, Matt. And uh, go Jets. I love it. I, I think this is 100% the truth. I think it is a good test. If this team wants to be taken seriously as a playoff contender, come out and take care of business against this the Giants team. And I'm not saying you got to win 40-6. to six. That's, that's unrealistic too. But go out there and find a way to win. Do it. You know, play good defense. Run the football. Have Zach Wilson do enough. Find a way to win the game 2013. There you go. It counts. It all counts the same. At the end, they're just looking at your win and loss total. It's not style points. I mean, style points helps, but I'm with you. I would love to see more Jeremy Rucker um, involved in the offense going forward. Uh, I would love to see them continue to pass the ball on first down a little bit more. I'm not saying throw Zach Wilson 40 times a game. That's not a recipe for success, but can you throw him 30? 35 times a game? Yeah, I think that's realistic and sustainable. I think that's a good way to go about it. And again, if this team is legitimate, I think that they will and can take care of business against the Giants and these next few games here. You have a good spot. You have an opportunity to set yourself up to be in with to have a winning record going into those two games against the 
Bills first and then the Miami Dolphins. Those are two huge games. I would love for them to be six and three. That's my goal. My goal for them is to be six and three. But absolute, absolute worst, five and four. That yeah, you have to. Set yourself up for a good chance and a good run at the second half of the year. I'm excited for the second half of New York Jets football and spending that time with you. If you enjoyed the episode, please make sure to subscribe wherever you get it on YouTube or on an audio form. A subscribe is a big help. A like, a simple like really goes a long way. It helps the algorithm. It helps us reach more people, which is the goal. I want to continue to grow this thing, and I can't do this without your support. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. My name is Matt O'Leary, and I'll catch you next time.